Kia ora welcome to Inside Netball. It's our 2023 Netball World Cup special. The Australian Diamonds have won the 2023 edition. They thrashed England by 16 in the gold medal match. But we're more here to talk about the Silver Ferns. I've got Dean Wilson and Anna Harrison with me. Now the Silver Ferns, unfortunately their worst ever finish at a Netball World Cup, losing uh, the bronze medal match to Jamaica by seven. Let's just start with some initial thoughts. Just download all your thoughts for me right now. Oh, my initial thoughts was ouch, 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 ouch. You know, I just did not see this coming. This, this, you know, when we had our last Inside Netball chat, we were thinking, well, I didn't even put England in the top three and they made it through to the final. Um, but in saying that, no one predicted that we were going to lose Grace Wickey so early in the competition. And there's no taking away from the fact that that had a massive impact, Anna. Yeah, the loss of her and then we just didn't find our um, flow on attack without her. It changed the way that we had been playing substantially. And um, yeah, it should have showed in that attacking. Since you've brought up Grace Wickey from the get-go, let's get into that topic. Uh, a patella tendon injury early in the tournament. In fact, playing against Singapore. I know a lot of the public are thinking, why was she playing against Singapore? But is it the kind of injury... You're a physio, Scar, yeah, you, you know, you've studied. Is it the kind of injury that was probably going to happen regardless throughout the tournament? Well, it's the interesting thing about MRIs and athletes is that if you took one, if you could take, go back in time and take one before the injury, who knows what, how much wear and tear was already there and then you heard it and you've got pain and you, you investigate it. So hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully it um, heals quickly or slash um, the pain subsides and she can be back on court soon. But massive call to not play her, but really good that the longevity of our star player is thought of, not pushing through it and, and risk doing some serious damage. Yeah. Straight away, it just changed the whole dynamics, right? You yeah. took out what our key game plan was, and that was a the tall shooter standing in the back, you have that wonderful target, that get out of jail free card at times when you're like, where am I going to throw it? I'll throw yeah. it up to Grace. And that just got stripped away after that Singapore match. And what did it mean? It meant we had to go to a plan B that became our plan A, but there was so much work that had to go into even getting a ball to goal. And I think that ended up having a huge influence on the fact that we struggled in the fourth quarter. We were mm. emptying our tanks so early in a game because these girls are fit. I do not question their fitness by any means. They are fit, but they were having to work so, so hard that by the time you reach that fourth quarter, because of the change in game plan that was forced upon us, it really made it difficult. Yeah, we talked a lot in the sort of build-ups in our, in our analysis during the World Cup about the fourth quarter, particularly for the Silver Ferns. And Sky, you know, we've, we're trying to figure out what it was. We talked about the backpack style that we don't really see so much in the ANZ, something that you want to see maybe implemented more. I mean, what's your solution there? And uh, backpack style, it's just, you know, how the Australians, on. yeah, man on, pretty much how the Australians it, play. It totally changes the timing of the, the catch of the attacker and the turn and the release, and it is different. And, and like in New Zealand, we play, we in training we have, let's play scum. So for like five or a quarter, we, as the D, need to try and like grab and pull and make it really challenging. But it's not the same, right? Because we only do that for sections in the training, whereas when we come up against Australian teams, the closest we get to that backpack is Pulse. Pulse play very tight, they, they hassle, and they're the team that you probably be like, well, let's play them because they're going to give you a taste of what that international level's like. And we just, maybe there's something there in terms of 
bring back the Trans-Hasman. <laughs> because that would be nice. I mean, I always enjoyed that when we played them. It was a really um, different style and it was just, it meant when you met them in international level, there wasn't any kind of like, oh, I haven't done, like, it's like, I know these players, like, you're really familiar with it and you've played it. So it kind of removes this sort of mental aspect, which would have, that whole fourth quarter, being able to maintain that, that's a mental thing. And I agree with you fitness-wise. I mean, Knowles has got the standard really high on the fitness, but it is that grind and that ability to execute. It's that grind that again. Grind word. <laughs> I don't want to hear the grind again. word again after this campaign. Oh, my goodness. I guess going, taking a step back then, though, because our get-out-of-jail-free card, like you were just saying, Adine, was having Grace Wiki in those moments where you were, so you weren't having to kind of grind it out so much. And so... If we look back to the build-up and some of the early games, you know, I think we were seeing Maya Wilson play out at goal attack and Tapia Selby Rickett play at goal shoot when Grace Mickey was still around. And then when she wasn't, we never saw that combination again. So what was up with some of that early positional decision-making from Dame Knowles? I don't know. I was very confused, yeah. to be honest. And I think it's been an interesting one for Dame Knowles because, you know, there's always been the same in Dame Knowles we trust. Mm. And we have trusted Dame Knowles. But I think we do have to, and there'll be a review of the whole thing, you do have to kind of analyse some of the decisions that the coaches have made at times. Should there have been changes? Was there other times that they shouldn't have thrown lots of people on? So, look, it's a hard one because you don't want to be overly critical because yeah. you know that you know, you know, for the example in the um, Jamaican game, things were so close. So do you make a change when things are so close? Because it's easy to say afterwards if it didn't yeah. work. But I do think it just, it didn't feel as though it was quite as, um, it felt a little bit more frantic. Yeah. I felt that's when they were making changes felt a bit more frantic to me. Whereas in the past, I felt like when Silverfern coaches made changes, it was like, this is what we're doing. This is the reason they're happening. Oh, I don't know, but like in the past, the Silverferns have had quite a, well, when I first started, it was they didn't make starting changes. seven and you True. no changes but there. But that's an era change too, right? Sorry, not saying that you're old, but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but back in my day, you made no changes. <laughs> yeah. So it slowly got more and more. Yeah, but I think what part is with Nolene as well is that we've seen her make so many changes in, in over the last years. We kind of come to expect it, and then it came to those crunch games, and no changes were happening. And and I think you alluded to it in the in that Australian game is they made tactical changes that weren't, they weren't desperate, they, no lead had broken out or anything, it was tactical, you could see that they didn't want something to happen and that's the, that's the difference, it feels like they are strategic, we're like, oh, let's try that but, <laughs> now. So is that a reflection of the rules in the Suncorp Super Netball where they play with rolling subs? And so even the players who are coming on go in with a mental headspace, they've done this before, yeah. you know, they know that they have to get in there, do their job, they might come off straight away, there's yeah. no big kind of, got a fake an injury, oh no, why am I coming off, you know? Yeah, and, I think that definitely would go to it and and um I think there's lots of questions around the Suncorp League right because why are these other countries got so much better England have never played in a World Cup final they just got a silver medal how many of their players play in Suncorp their standout seven. players is seven I think it is seven you know yeah. they have got Cardwell 
She is playing some beautiful netball, a little bit quiet in that final, but she just come off playing a overtime final in Australia. And so imagine the experience she's yeah. gained from that. Um, when you look at Jamaica as well, Jamaica probably underperformed for me, actually. I thought I thought Jamaica would have been in the final. My mm -hmm. idea was Jamaica, New Zealand, didn't quite happen. <laughs> um, but look, they have got some outstanding players. Again, they've got a lot more composure because they're playing in a competition where they are put under pressure consistently. So, you know, it, you, you do have to start wondering when and you know, do you completely combine again or do you again try to get it so, you know, the winning, the top three New Zealand teams play Australia? All of these questions will be yeah. thrown up again, I think, after we've seen the, you know, now we're number out. four. We're yeah. number four in the world. And we could sit here and debate this kind of state of our national competition. It comes up a lot on Inside Netball. Uh, you mentioned Jamaica. I know you said the word underperforming, but if you think about it, they lost the semi-final to Australia by three, and it was kind of only in the dying moments. They could have yeah. very easily been in that grand final. They beat us twice quite convincingly, so they're definitely a team on the rise. I want to talk about Silver Fern's game plan, because I felt like we, talk, we talked a lot during the World Cup about the sell and present, and I remember having Jodie Brown on the couch, and she was like, where's the bloody dodging? Where's the dodging? <laughs> so it was just all about the sell and present, and at times... Zero phase. The zero phase, both on attack and defence. Was it just a matter of not having a plan B? Well, and the zero phase actually, I think, worked against us uh, often. How many... Um, attacking contacts. contacts. Yes. You think how many attacking contacts? So Jodie actually explains zero phase really well. So zero phase is you want to find the player and then start your move off them, yeah. which is a quite a different mentality when you, you know, that wasn't something I would try to do every time as a wing attack was go and find my player and then do my move. Often you would d dodge and head away or whatever it might be. There's, I can hardly remember actually what I used to do, to be <laughs> honest. I think I just ran. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, but obviously something about that, and again, that was different umpires. We had different umpires from around the world and were they interpreting our seal and present different? Because when we were coming up and holding on players, we were getting called for the contact. You could argue there was nothing wrong with it other than the fact that we then pushed off with our arm and if you took that push off away, it would have been fine. But again, it's a different style of netball. Yeah, I think it's great to have up your sleeve the steal and present because, um, again, over the time since when we started, players are much more physical and athletic and they can stay with you for longer so that you can't run anymore because everyone can stay with you. So there is an element of we definitely need that. I kind of think, I wonder... If there we go. Yeah, there we go. Get comfortable. Get ready, yeah. I wonder if we get really focused on structures and, yeah. and what we're supposed to do. I'm supposed to seal here so that she pulls here and we, as players... You mean in a bad way, we get over-focused. Yeah, so as players, as our young players, it starts in school, right? People talking about box and this and this and this and then players are getting so focused on falling into the structure or doing the structure that they're not reading the game. Yeah. They're not seeing the play. They're not seeing that, oh, wait a minute, I don't need to hold here because hold here, the ball's right here and I can just split. Like in D as well, oh, I don't need to drop into the box because nobody's coming, so I'm going to be three foot. I think that we're, like, this is my, I think that we're losing um, our players' ability to just read the game. Right. Like, have intent on attack or D, 
but not like you have to fall into this. Like, is change why, the mentality. Is that why that. people love Tui Ava? And I hate to bring that yes. up, you know, but I think I that's what Tui Ava brings. She just, they, she goes with it. She's like, oh, there's a space over there. Yeah. Whoop, I'm going to whip over there. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to hit that ball in over there. That's exactly so she brings some spontaneity. She brings a bit of excitement. And again, it's easy you know, to say after the fact. But, you know, that that's the sort of player that, yeah. that comes out of structure um, yes. that I, brings something the different. The flair that people talk about, yeah. the flair that she has, it's because she sees what she sees and she plays it. Yeah, on, on that note, though, we talked extensively on our Inside Netball special when the World Cup squad was named about how shocked we were that Peter Toyava wasn't there. And then Grace Wicke gets injured very early on in the tournament does that kind of not prove a point as such, but would you use Peter Toyava from that moment out? Because I, we haven't really seen her feed anyone else. It's always the Grace and Peter show. I don't know. You know, yeah. I can't. it's really hard to answer that because yeah. they bring everything. Also, there's the piece of the puzzle is we're not in training, so we don't know how well they combine. And it might sound really good on paper to have, you know, Peter with Maddie Gordon at centre, but we don't, you know, sometimes people just don't gel on the court. And we don't, we can't see that, so I can't answer that. We don't know that. Let's watch that. We can't answer that. Hindsight's a brilliant thing. Yeah. Uh, this has all felt a little bit doom and gloomy. I know it's it's not nice. And obviously it was our worst World Cup finish. But let's switch tack and talk about defence, where there was some yeah, really shining light. It was. Uh, Phoenix Cardiga, I think, had a fantastic tournament. I don't think many people expected her to overtake Karen Berger or Jane Watson for a starting position in that goal circulating. Yeah, look, I think she did. I think the whole defensive end did some great stuff. Yeah. And when we looked at the numbers, you know, we try not to focus too much on stats, but I think they'll be quite happy to look at their own stats because they got gains. And we heard Dave Knowles and um, Deb talk right throughout the tournament that we're getting enough ball. We've got the opportunity, but we need to score off it. And so I think Fee did a great job. I, I was intrigued by the Kelly Jury experiment out at wing defence. Loved the theory of it. Loved that they gave it a go against Jamaica. But I'm also absolutely wrapped for Kelly that she got to go back into mm. that goal keep position in a couple of games and show what she can really yeah. do. Because when she was at wing D, she was trying to lift ball. She wasn't going to be going out there and getting intercepts. But when she went back into that goal keep, she's been playing some beautiful netball and I'm really wrapped for her. But it did mean that we didn't see a lot of Jane Watson. Which was just which, bizarre. Which yeah. is a surprise, Anna. So yeah, bizarre. I mean, it, if you had um, asked me at the start of the tournament, I would have thought Jane would have been uh, um, one to bring on in the big games with the experience and the voice that she has in the back. Um, she confuses space, which when you're playing those sort of Australian teams that they like that body on to show the angles, that playing off the body and the footwork and the movement of the arms and stuff. But yeah, Kelly, again, again, full credit to play out in that unfamiliar wing defence and then slot back into that keeper to be able to come out, get intercepts and connect with her Goldie. I thought her and coming out and Karika coming in, yeah. it just looked nice. It looked nice. But that work out the front helped that as well. And, and again, that's probably the point that the wing defence, if they're doing their job, they create that ball, which maybe she wasn't making as much ball in the front for... I keep it. When Kelly was out at Wingy, yeah. yeah, I hear what you're saying. With the Jane Watson thing, we saw her come on with what, two minutes yeah, to go in that English semi final. And if you think about back to Liverpool, I think we all talked about Jane Watson getting like five games in the first quarter over England and was a huge part of them winning that semi final four years ago. Why was she not brought on earlier? There's something we have to question Dame Knowles about again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you actually saw her 
sitting, um, she was squatting She's down crouching, in, wasn't front she? Of her, in front of the coaches. Like, they were going to bring her on, but they were almost, like, holding her, going, yes, no, 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 yes. I and all while the clock was ticking, yeah, the clock was ticking. <laughs> you've got two minutes. <laughs> and then that's why I think I found interesting about this campaign, and we sort of heard Knowles allude to it another time when she was asked why weren't changes made. And she said, oh, well, we almost went to do it, and then something happened. And so you almost felt like at times they, they thought about it, but they held back. And... I don't know whether they didn't go with their instinct when they have gone with the instinct. I don't know. We weren't in the camp. But just looking from outside, you know, they just, again, I go back to they didn't seem as assured about yeah. when they made changes as I feel like they have been in, in the yeah. past. But, again, it makes it very, very hard when what you thought was going to be your spine um, for your tournament, having Grace in the back, you know, having Gina at wing attack, you know, just didn't Ooh. quite pan out. Yeah, the spine broke down a little bit uh, after that Grace Wiki injury. We didn't see Jane, uh, Gina Crampton at all in that Jamaican game, which was, you know, at the time felt felt really strange. Uh, speaking of Gina Crampton, we know she's taking a bit of time out now. Whether she comes back to netball, we're not entirely sure. She's left the door, you know, a little ajar. bit ajar. It's, it's not closed, it. it's not open. Any other possible retirements? I mean, there's quite a few players. Phoenix Kartika, third World Cup. You know, Jane Watson with a baby. Meals with two. Yeah, Could we see a few mass exodus? For a while. Yeah. I mean, this is the time... Well, it's any time it's hard to pull pin, but um, after a campaign like this, it sort of is often the time that you're That'd like... That'd be so hard. Four more years. Oh, yeah. And, like, finishing on that, uh, that will... If some people were thinking that was it for them, there might be a like, oh, maybe I should do a little bit more just to yeah. finish on a better note. Well, if they're thinking it is, I think if I was them, because they're already super fit, and September, we've got Tiny Jamison against England, who yeah. just got a silver medal. I think I'd be like, well, I'm just going to hold out a little bit longer and maybe stay on for that and then the Constellation Cup. Because I think that's what Dame Knowles has confirmed to us, wasn't it? She's end staying on to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, normally, yes, it would be you step out mm -hmm. after a World Cup because you, you work in those four-year campaigns. But I wonder, because of the such tight nature of their next two campaigns. You might just go, well, I might just yeah. stay on because I don't want to finish on because it was a draw and three losses in a oh, row. No. Ouch! So, you know, and to have another go at England here in New Zealand, maybe that will just stretch out <laughs> yeah. um, the career of a few of those people, but there's certainly no doubt that a number of them will be thinking, is it time? Yeah. And on that, the Constellation Cup shortly after. Two games here against Australia, two over there. This is the second pinnacle event in a row that the Silver Ferns have not faced Australia. How yeah. bizarre is that? It's, weird, yeah. eh? it's so weird. It's, and, you, and as players as well, you want to play them just to win, but to get a feel of where you're at as There's well. There's nothing like playing like, Australia. Yeah, the intensity and they're just number one so often. It's nice to get the gauge on them, and so it is really strange. Well, it was strange that we didn't end up hitting them in the semi, because when we lost to Jamaica, we thought, oh, oh, oh no, no, hold on, did we lose to Jamaica? We... Yeah, we yes. lost to Jamaica. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Twice. who we lost to. Yeah. And then thinking, oh, well, we're going to definitely cross with Australia, because yeah. Australia will finish number one. Yep. But then Australia lost to England. Yeah. So, for me, that's the best thing that's come out of this tournament. You know, the... What, the people won games that they shouldn't have. <laughs> we ended up meeting who we were supposed to be. The world, yeah, right? once upon a time, the same people always won and made it through yeah, to the final. Okay. I, I did quite like that because that was us. But, um, you know, it was New Zealand and Australia. But it is making it interesting now that England are pulling off different wins. Jamaica are pulling off different wins. 
South Africa almost pulled off a win. And cool, Uganda. Uganda came fifth. They beat South Africa in the playoff for fifth. Yeah, and Tonga. Tonga with came eighth, eighth in that playoff with Malawi. Tonga were great to watch. Um, just, just to kind of finish off, I guess, on a more positive note, some of the young ones that we had out on court, you know, Maddie Gordon, Tiana Maturo, Grace Wickey will be around for quite a while. Kate Heffernan. Yeah. How crucial has this experience been for those kind of players? Oh, well, I mean... For me, when I first made it, they, we set the standard pretty high and won a World Cup, and I didn't want one again. And um, so I don't know if I was going to going to go the other way. Then, if right. I was going to choose my first year in the World Cup, lose, and then win some more from there, I think I'd go that way more than one and never again. Yeah, they'll, they'll learn an absolute heap. And I remember um, Kitty Wills saying, "Well, they didn't quite pan out for the stars this year. You know, you got to lose a final to win a final." And I think, you know, yeah, no, it didn't quite work out. But but the, I think the saying is right because you do learn so much and, and when I think back to 2003 when we did win you know we that group of people before then had had so many losses yeah. and the desire and the passion to work harder to train harder to go outside the box and do something different you know it really lights something inside you and so I think the hurt that the girls are feeling now that will as much as I wish they didn't have to feel it mm. I think that will really ensure they never ever ever want to feel this again oh. Well, let's bring on 2027, the next World Cup. Of course, it's very easy for us to sit here on the couch and give our thoughts on what we saw. It'd be nice now to head over to Cape Town, where Courtney Tidy and Anna Stanley have been throughout the duration of the World Cup. Here are their thoughts. Well, it may not have been the Silver Ferns World Cup, but it's the very first time that one was hosted here on African soil. And boy, Courtney, Cape Town certainly put it on. I think they probably had a volunteer for ne nearly every little thing. Even when I'd go up the lift every day to the second floor to the media room, there was someone to push the button there. So they've certainly had plenty of volunteers. Um, but when it comes to the netball, Courtney, the Ferns didn't quite have it. No, they didn't. It was real unfortunate. And I, I hate to say it, but how much of a loss was Grace and Wicker? You can't build, I guess, your whole game plan around one specific player, but it looks like we did. I just think we weren't good enough on attack throughout this World Cup. I think it started with our draw with South Africa. We just weren't finding each other out there. We were disconnected. I don't even think we were playing with width what we needed. It just didn't look good. And then for me personally, we had shooters who weren't turning and shooting. They just didn't look settled down there. Yeah, I talked to Tiara Keenan at the end of one match and she said, Waimarama Tamanu summed it up nicely. She said, the Silver Ferns are playing bumper cart netball on attack. So they go up, they bump their, their defender and then they go again. And it's just bump, bump, bump the whole way down the court. So hard to really get that momentum and flow. So that for me has been the really disappointing takeaway from this Silver Ferns campaign is that I don't think we've seen the best of them. And as you say, Grace was a massive loss and you can't deny the strength that she had at the back. It ch changed their whole game plan. Substitutions at times were a little bit questionable from Knowles but that's the pressure of a Netball World Cup. But if we move back down, Jamaica, a lot of people thought they were going to be at the top. They beat the Ferns today for that bronze medal. Well, they did, and I thought they were really great. I just think for Jamaica, they didn't have the legs across the tournament. I think yesterday, to get into the uh, gold medal match, they looked tired. I think the Aussie played it really well, really smart. They kept it low. We barely saw Shamira Sterling, but then when they came up against the Ferns, you know, that's what she loved. And once the defenders started getting ball for Jamaica, that's when they started to get on their run. Spoke to Shamira Sterling. She said, we knew we were going to win this one. We weren't letting it go. 
Everyone is sad. I think that Jamaica weren't there in the final match, but I think they can be proud of everything that they did. And speaking of the Sunshine Girls, if ever I had a fangirl moment, for me, this World Cup, it has been Jodie Ann oh, Ward. Same. Holy smokes, she is incredible. When I'm courtside watching her, tracking her, she is an athlete. She goes for ball, she doesn't get it, she recovers just as quick. So I think she'll be one to watch. She is world class. There's been so much talk about Sterling. I think Jodie Ann's just sort of flowing under the radar, but boy, this World Cup, she really came um, to the party and she was outstanding in that game today. England, Aussie, boy, how many times have we seen Aussie romp around on that court, Courtney, with a gold medal? I too know, many times. Too many times in England. They were up for this one and they beat Australia just two days ago and I think they believe that they could do it. I like the tactical changes that they made against Australia in their previous match and I just think that they were running out of legs, especially in that third quarter. They really went down. I think England, I mean, they can be proud of everything that they did, but for me, they were just, they were letting uh, balls go in straight into Courtney Bruce's hands pretty much by the end of it. Australia were just too strong. But yeah, for me, England, they just weren't quite up to par today. And Australia, they make those changes. You know, Wood started at goal attack. She was amazing. She goes and sits on the bench. Austin comes in yeah. and gets player of the day, I think, along with um, Courtney Bruce, I think, was a close second. So you just get to see the depth that this Australian Diamond side have. And you know that is the reason why they are ranked number one in the world. Um, for me, England, yeah, just just didn't quite have it. I think they are a team that really are buoyed by confidence. And when in that third quarter, when the Aussie Diamonds had that good lead, you could just see them drop a little bit. Um, but you'd have to say the Diamonds um, deserve that gold. Well, they do, and they played like it. And I said to Courtney Bruce, "What is it about the Australian style? You just grind and grind." And she said, "That's what we do." in their DNA and you only have to look at their captain Lizzie Watson and all the matches that she plays she doesn't really stand out but she doesn't throw ball away and she will just work and work and work for her side and I think you can see it out there I love the injection of Sophie Garbin I thought she came on well she's so strong under that post but you're right Annie they take one player off and they replace it you take Joe Weston off Sarah Clow comes on does the job for them and if you look at the Silver Ferns I guess you know we've heard about it all week that there is a team of 12 and players for me that stood out today in that um, bronze medal match Kate Heffernan going back yeah. to wing defence we've hardly seen her there I thought she really denied uh, the Jamaicans that pace through court so I like that injection Karen Berger, you know, yeah. was strong down the defence end. Interesting that she didn't start today's game. Um, Ekinasio and Wilson are building that combination. Um, you know, in the mid-court, Maddie Gordon got the start today. She injected a bit of energy in the middle. But again, it was just, you know, again, that attacking and those connections. Um, be good when Grace Wickey comes back. <laughs> I agree, because I think we did get enough ball for the Silver Ferns on defence. Did we like the experiment of Kelly Drury at wing defence? Oh yes, now that one. Um, I thought she was okay when she was actually on at wing defence. She didn't get a lot of ball. I thought she suffocated the space a little bit, but I think her favourite position is goalkeeper, and she is better at that. So I think Knowles had to try it out. She, you know, especially up against Jamaica, Janelle Fowler. She's so tall, so to get that, get those arms up was was a big thing. But I think across, you know, all teams, we saw the substitutions. We saw, you know, eight games of netball in ten days. It's intense. It's torrid so good to see that um, you know lots of players are getting time out on court because back in the day at World Cups you know it was yeah. used to just be this, the starting seven and maybe a couple of more so um, you know we're a young Silver Fern side I think this is the, the second youngest Silver Fern side to go to World Cup since 1999 so you know you look at Grace Wickey she wasn't here for this one she'll be 25 when we hit the next one in, in Sydney um, Tiana Matuaro, she'll be just a year older than that, 26. So I think we've got good depth coming through. Will Nolene Totoa be there at the end of the year and, and re-sign? 
who knows? She's got the Constellation Cup. She's got the tiny Jamison. Um, will getting fourth, our, our worst ever uh, showing at a World Cup, be enough for her to go, well, I've, I've got a gold medal in, in Liverpool. I've done all that I can. It's now somebody else's turn to, to, to change the tide. So, yeah, it'll be interesting times, actually, as we um, head into 2024. Yeah, that's right. And I also want to say having the replacement players really did come in handy, I think, for across all the teams. But for us, yeah, I mean, we've had a great time, even though the Silver Ferns didn't come away. World Champions, I think we've really enjoyed our time in Cape Town. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks of, of big days, lots of netball. I don't think I've watched so much netball in my whole life. I'm going back. I don't want to talk netball. I don't want to see a netballer for a long time. But it's been a pretty amazing experience. Yeah, great to hear their thoughts from on the ground over in Cape Town. That is all we've got time for here on Inside Netball. Thank you so much to Adine Wilson and Anna Harrison for joining me. Did you enjoy that, Scar, your first Inside Netball experience? Oh, yeah, it's pretty relaxed. <laughs> Can't go to sleep now. Oh, she loves analysing. She you do. Analyzing. She wants to be back. Short. You got to know. Yeah, it's great. Well, great to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for joining us. Plenty more netball coming your way this year. We've got the Tiny Jamison Cup and the Constellation Cup all coming your way live on Sky Sport, but for now, we'll see you later.